Oh, that one sucked, huh? <laughs> that one sucked. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize if I'm a little bit rambly or if I sound uh, like garbage because, yeah, I uh, just got back from Atlanta from watching Alabama play Miami. Uh, I'm in the band there, so that's the reason I was not in Memphis last night, although I'd much rather been there in Memphis. Actually, I don't know if I would because of how the game went. But just kind of give you a breakdown of my life. I was up at around uh, 3.30 yesterday morning, and then I didn't get home until midnight the next day. Um, and I was up for every moment of that. And for some people, that's not that bad. But for someone like me who needs like nine hours of sleep a night, that it wasn't great. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, I've just finished watching the match. I was watching it live on our bus back to Tuscaloosa, but the internet cut out because, as you would guess, um, in the middle of nowhere in Georgia and or Alabama, <laughs> there is not a lot of internet service. Um, but I watched it again. I've taken some notes. And let's just go ahead and get into this, okay? I said this on Twitter last night as I was writing notes then, and I'm going to say it now. I have always, almost always, been pro player. Okay. I I think that's been very well documented that I will take the player's side almost every single time. What does that mean exactly? Um, when it comes to, like, union stuff, I'm always on the fan of the players. Um, when it comes to just basic rights I'm with the players you know and when it comes to tactical decisions I'm going to stand with the players because they are the ones being told where to go they don't get to make the choice and last night that loss to Memphis I mean that's on the coaches I'm not going to call out one particular coach because all the coaches are involved. And let's just go ahead and start off with the obvious. Let's just go ahead and just throw this out there. That uh, Raul Gonzalez, is it the third? I think he's the third. Um, I mean, he, what a strike. I mean, it was a beautiful bicycle kick. It's going to get playtime all over the world. Um, a basically a walk-off bicycle to win the game is going to be a highlight around the world, and it's probably going to be a highlight that we're going to see for the rest of our lives when it comes to Memphis versus Birmingham. That's a hard one to swallow if you're a Birmingham fan. It Honestly, I'm more devastated over the ending of this game than I was the kick six of Alabama versus Auburn. Um... I mean, this one sucks. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Obviously, I could take cheap shots at Memphis and Memphis fans all day long of saying, you know, congratulations on beating us. You're still in seventh or whatever they are. Um, they might be in sixth now. Um, you know, I could drop that on them. I could say all that, but it would be a little disingenuous of me. But 
I feel that in this match, our coaching staff didn't fully understand what we were working with. And here's what I mean by that. We needed this win. We 100% needed this win. When it comes to Louisville, they slipped up. And we had a chance to go two points clear of them. Granted, they had a game of hand. But this was our chance. This was our chance to finally pull clear. Chances are Louisville is going to be working with a four-point advantage for the rest of the year. All this work that we've done, all the times that we capitalized on Louisville slipping up, doesn't really matter anymore. And that sucks. That absolutely sucks. And AutoZone Park is an it's cursed. It's a cursed place. It's like Jordan Hare voodoo. And for anybody who's listening who is from the UK or there's a few listeners on here from Germany. I don't know why you're listening, but I'm so happy that you are. Uh, Jordan Hare is where Auburn's football team plays. Um, and every time Bama plays there, it's just weird voodoo stuff, right? And that's kind of how AutoZone Park feels to me. And I it would have been so nice to get our points. It would have been the fir- great first time to get all three points. And in all reality, and I said this before, Memphis has our number. They know how to play the game. And that's annoying. That is so annoying because we want to try to be you know, the best team or we want to try to beat them because we should be beating them. All things considered, all the talent that's on the pitch, everything there, Legion should be the number one team on that field. And we just never are. And that's hard. That is really hard. But let me get into why I think this was this loss is on the coaches and not the players. If you're a player listening to this right now, last night was tough. Obviously, the fans are hurting after last night. I think the best thing that we can do is just go get the three points, our three points against Tulsa. Um, that's all we can do is get three points against Tulsa. But only if the coaches put us in the right position. And if I looked at the very beginning correctly, right, and this was the uh, the opening graphic for um, the Legion broadcast. Granted, this may not have been fully correct, but it seemed pretty similar to what, or pretty pretty correct from what I saw. Uh, Van Conziel was basically up top last night. Um, he has the ability to do that. I'm not saying Thomas is a bad player and can't do their job. That's fine, but we're going to get to why that's important. I mean, Fanwell played, Alex played, fine. Mikey played, that's that's fine. Anderson obviously was going to play. Prosper got his goal, got another goal. Dude's hot. Uh, JJ, if you look at Fop Mob. Uh, it does not pick him in the best light, but I thought he had a pretty good game last night. It was pretty good. And then Nico, Nico was fine last night. He, he played more of a passing type of game last night. He had one shot and well, he took two shots, but one of them was on target forced to save. Um, 
we we rolled out a team that should and you know was a competitive team but towards the end of the match we decided to sub off Anderson and from there I think a lot of people could feel the tide turning a little bit granted after Anderson was subbed off was you know whenever Anderson was subbed off right before that was the goal by Alex but I think even immediately then we felt like something was up like hey you know this is uh, you know we're missing a vital piece and you know Mikey is a fantastic player obviously um I had him on the show, and he is a wonderful person, a wonderful player. But I think in this situation, if you're subbing off someone, it needs to be Mikey because Jaden fills more of Mikey's role that he played in this game than Jaden fills Anderson's. And I know not all subs are one for one. You know, it's not exactly like he was filling that role. But he kind of was. I get that we wanted more uh, attacking players. But even then, Mikey is a defensive player by nature. He can go up and score and make plays. But he's more, if anything, a box-to-box midfielder. And Jaden is, or, but, and Jaden does that fine. But, I mean, Anderson is a defensive midfielder by trade. And Jaden filling that role didn't make sense. After that, I mean, Benefamu came on for Nico. And I haven't seen anything official about it yet. So there's a lot of people who are saying that Nico was hurt. And that's why they subbed him off. Which, again, if that's the case, that's fine. That is... um, that, you know, if he was hurt, fine, take him off. But in the USL, like, the Legion obviously have a great defense. I mean, we're, what, sixth best defense in the USL? But we're not a defense that is built to stand on our head. If we're just not. No team in the USL is. Why? Because the offensive talent in the USL is so much, it's just improving so much faster than the defense. Just like in the MLS. There's a reason that teams who were tried, who tried and tried and tried to be built by defense are not successful, excluding uh, Nashville. FC Cincinnati, I saw the way that they were built from the very beginning. And we'll get to a former FC Cincinnati man in a minute, actually a few. Um... When teams are built by defense, the offense in America is just better. It just it is what it is. Why? Because teams are more likely to put a bunch of money into offense, just like they are all over the world. But the reason being is because fans in America, for them to be entertained, they need offense. I think in the UK, while a nil-nil draw is a boring match, you know, people are still going to go back and watch their team the next week. The U.S., maybe not so much. So a team who has offensive talent, like a lot of offensive freaking talent, let's go ahead and get to them. Uh, Kadeem uh, Dakers, 
former FC Cincinnati guy. Um, he, I mean, he's been one of the best players for Memphis this year. Um, Kasiedu, obviously, being probably the man of the match last night. Um, just an absolute freak show of a human. He is a, such a good player. But the game felt different once Dakers came on. After that, the 82nd minute, which maybe I am wrong here, but I feel like this was the first appearance for, um, sorry, no. This was the third appearance for Roland Lamont, the former uh, Belgium national team. Yeah, he played for the Belgium national team, and not when they were bad, back when they were good, too. Um, he comes in for him, and he gets the goal, which was assisted by Dakers off of another corner. And this kind of goes back to what we said earlier. Um, you can't defend like that. We conceded the game the moment that we tried to park the bus. The moment we parked the bus, we lost. And why am I so adamant on this? Because I watched Crystal Palace every single week for the last... I have watched every single match of Crystal Palace for the last 10 years. I knew when we had a 1-2 goal lead on Manchester United, on Tottenham, on Liverpool, on any of them. Every single time Roy Ball, Roy Hodgson would come in around the 75th minute, and just park the bus. Do you know how many of those games we won? I genuinely cannot remember a single one. I mean, I'm serious. I really can't. Maybe I, that's not true. I remember one uh, win against Liverpool, and I remember one win against Manchester United, where we had a two-goal or one or two-goal lead, and we decided to park the bus. But that's it. And that's in the Premier League. Where they can buy any player they want. They just choose not to. The USL doesn't have that. And we asked a lot of our defenders. Of Alex. Of Anderson. Who wasn't even in the match. Of Ben at that point. Uh, ben and Fanwell. We asked a lot of them. We brought in height. Which is awesome. But it doesn't really matter. Because... If you don't have anybody to pass the ball to up top to break the pressure, all it's going to do is to lead to more and more and more and more corners. Having to deal with that many corners, <laughs> it's just not going to work. I mean, we had to deal with 10 corners last night, and if I counted correctly, four of them came in the last three minutes. That just doesn't make sense. Why would you remove all of your attacking presence why would you remove some of your best ball players like when I say ball players I mean people who can dribble the ball why would you do that that's tough that is so so tough and this one's on the this one's on the coaching staff I don't know what else to say I'm sorry and if there's any coaches listening to this you know there's a reason that you're a you're a coach and I'm not because you are so much more talented than me and obviously I'm a fan who the highest level I ever played was basically a 77 adult league. But I feel like sometimes coaches don't go off the feel 
of the game, or they don't understand the level they are at sometimes. And the USL Championship, we just do not have those kind of players. No one does. Absolutely no one. Even, even Phoenix and Tampa Bay. Well, Tampa Bay maybe might be a different story, but or Louisville, they don't have the players to just stand on their head. And I will say, I say this loss is on them, but I mean. There was stuff in the very beginning of the half that I really liked. Granted, it led to a goal eventually. But the amount of goal line clearances I saw last night in the first half especially was insane. What was it? Was it three goal line clearances made by not a keeper, but made by not MVO? There was something I really liked about that. They obviously saw something on the scouting report that said pressure their players immediately. MVO, go get the ball as soon as you can get it and trust the guys behind you to clear the ball off the line. Because, I mean, J.J., uh, was it, I remember J.J.'s, uh, was it Fanwell, Ryan? Uh, I feel like I'm missing someone. Maybe it was Prosper. All had goal line clearances that were so clutch, but they also looked easy. Why? Because Matt Van Okel took off the only place for them to put the ball he only left them one option and it was to chip it right down the middle and we had a player right there and I would even argue the fact that if MVO didn't touch the ball at all um, for Memphis's first goal it would have been another goal on clearance now I'm not going to get mad at a goalkeeper for trying to save the ball that's why he gets paid the big bucks but obviously they saw something in that attack and that said attack them early only leave them one lane to shoot and trust your defenders. And I love that. But for some reason, once we got into the second half and we got that second goal, we just decided that it wasn't worth it. And I think and I think I said this at the very beginning, but if I didn't, I want to circle back. We had Thomas Van Kinsel playing up top. Why didn't we just drop him back? Why? I mean, I get that he can move forward and all that jazz. That's fine. But why why not just drop him back into space as a defensive player? He is a fantastic defender, all USL defender. And why didn't we just do that as opposed to removing all of our attacking players with Nico? And even, I would even say... Excuse me. And Prosper. Why don't we remove Prosper? We had the players on the pitch to do the job. I mean, everybody needs to get a little bit of rest. I get that. I don't want anybody to get hurt. But we had the players on the pitch to succeed. Eli is a great player. But I feel like Prosper, who has been on just a magical run for him, he was the right player for the job. Why take him off? You know... If you want to get a little bit more defensive, which moving to Eli is, drop Thomas Van Conceal back. Just move him into the back line. That's fine. We can go five at the back. Heck, or we can just go to a normal 4-3-3 and just move Thomas back. Or, you know, something of the sort, maybe like a, a 4-4-2. That's an option. Why remove Anderson at all? 
you want maybe you wanted to get um maybe you wanted to get Jaden in the game at that point you remove Prosper for Jaden to me it felt like the coaches did not have a plan for substitutes and I know that we're injured but you know who was also injured Memphis 901 they had four players out three of them were either starters or regular players it's no excuse. We have no excuse for last night. And this is not on the players. And if I see any Legion players saying anything, or Legion players, sorry, Legion fans saying anything to the players, it's just ignorant. It's just plain ignorant. Uh, I feel like I need to talk about it again. I mean, the Raul Gonzalez, I think he's the third. I do think he's the third. Um, which... I just want to throw it out there. If you are the third or you're the fourth or whatever, if like that's your, it's not a surname. Uh, maybe it is. Oh, I don't remember. I'm so I'm so tired still. How freaking cool is that? If I could just be Kaylor Hodges the fifth, honestly, I feel like I'm be such a cool human. I'd be so much cooler than I am now. But I digress. What a goal that was. But in the end, we should not have been in that situation. That goal came off a corner kick, a fourth one or a fifth one, in the last four to five minutes. No team is going to be able to withstand that pressure. And how did he get to that ball? It ricocheted off somebody's head and came down to him. Yeah, we had the tall players to deal with the goal, but we didn't have any players to get the ball out to. So the ball just kept bouncing around in the box. That goal should have never happened. Neither should the first one. I think we as a team, need to start looking. We need to start looking at the decisions, some of the decisions being made. And I'm not asking for anybody to be fired. The last thing I want is somebody on our coaching staff to get sacked because obviously we're building something great here. But someone needs to have the conversation of what are we doing right now? What are we doing? So... Yeah, that's it. I can talk in depth about the tactics a little bit more, I guess. I mean, I really like the game plan of letting MVO just attack the ball and clear the ball. I know that seems uh, really dumb almost to not have the defense deal with it, but I thought that was a genius move. And if that's something that they saw on tape and that's why they did that, I love that. Obviously, Bruno Lapa gets healthy. We're fine. Oh, I do remember something I wanted to say, and I wrote it down at the very bottom. The refs had a good night last night. The refs had a really good night. I saw a lot of Legion fans saying that the refs gave Memphis the win. That's just not true. It was a really fair night, and I thought that maybe Memphis's, or not Memphis's, sorry, uh, the refs let a little bit too much go. Um, I thought that we could have seen a lot more. Uh, we could have seen some penalties for both teams, but they decided to let it play on. And for a derby match, I'm a fan of that. So, yeah, I I think that the four three three or whatever variation that we are playing of it. Because we have injured players, I think it's the only option we have, but it's not an option I like. We need 
to we need to get people healthy and I hope Junior has a fantastic uh run with Jamaica. I'm so excited for him with Jamaica. Um but we need to get him home soon. We need to get him home soon because we really need him. But anyway, that's a we need three points in Tulsa. They're right down our th- they are right behind us about to catch up. We need all three points. Let's go to Tulsa. Let's get all three. Come on, boys. Um, but until next time, thank you guys so much for listening. <sighs> that one sucked. Uh, <laughs> but until next time, guys, keep hammering on.